as we were singing, realizing everybody in here has done wrong. And you need to know today, you could quit set tripping on the guilt. That's set tripping. If God allowed it, it was necessary. Sometime I look at all God allowed. And I start being judgmental, talking about Peter. How can Peter walk with Jesus and still be cussing people out? He was walking with Jesus. Jesus is walking in me, and I still had issues. You see what I mean? Just say it was necessary. Don't like it. Don't feel good about it. But if God allowed it, put your big girl or big boy pants on. It was necessary. Cheer up. You can handle it. Amen. You ready for the word of God? There's a word from the Lord with your name on it. How many of you need to hear from God today? Is anybody here from the first service? Uh, is there a word from the Lord? <laughs> All right. I want to do this because we're going to stay in the realm of teaching in, on the kingdom of God. Listen, this teaching is life-changing because it's revelation knowledge. And without revelation knowledge, you stay worldly in areas of your life. The only thing that can set you free from the world's bondage is the word of God. So you need to transfer or shift from the world into the kingdom of God. Because there's only two. And here's the news. If you are not serving God in his kingdom because you have your own kingdom... Your kingdom is up under the rail of the devil's kingdom. Because there's, there's only two. All right? I, I don't care how you slice it. It's still bread. Wonder bread. Because it's so, look, it's so rich it makes you wonder. Now, I, this is real talk. It's funny, but it's true. You cannot serve two masters. Because if you start serving you, you are working in the devil's clutch. In other words, he's pimping you. Now that was free. We're going to get into the word of God. Our theme scripture is coming from Luke chapter 17, verse 20. We're going to read that today together, and then we're going to go into where the Lord is leading us today. But this is the scripture that we're putting in the atmosphere for the month. We ready? Go ahead and shout amen if you're ready. And it is so. Let's read. Now when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God does not come with observation, nor will they say, see here or see there. For the, the, the kingdom of God is within you. Now look at somebody and say, you got it in you. Amen. Now, if you know you have the kingdom of God in you, just go ahead and shout, I know it. I know it. Mm-hmm. And then act like it and be seated in the presence of the Lord. <laughs> Amen. You know it. If you know it, then show it. Uh, I want, I want to, I want to, 
I want you to turn to the gospel according to Matthew chapter number six. Um, there is one verse we're going to lift out. I'm going to read a few of them to you. Um, very familiar verse. But I want you to turn to the sixth chapter of Matthew. Six. And I really need the, the church praying to hear from God. Because if we come on one accord, God will move very, very quickly. Sometimes we have the ones that take time to get there, and then he might have me up here all day. I'm just kidding. I got an appointment. No, I'm just kidding. Matthew chapter 6, let's pray. Father, we thank you for this opportunity in which you have given us to feast on your holy word. It is only you who stirs up the righteousness in the believers. You said those who hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be fed. So here we are. Feed us with the bread of life. For Lord, we have heard your voice, we were obedient to your command, and now we sit at your feet. Come, speak, and give us an ear to hear so that we may hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Through the praise and worship, Lord, we've broken down every barrier and every wall of separatism bringing us to unity that we now can declare we are your church so let us hear from you and father cultivate our hearts that where this seed falls that nothing would come and snatch it but it would take root in us with transformation power that your kingdom would shake and shift us into the dimension in which you have for us. So that your will will be done right here on earth as it is in heaven. And as I stand, Lord, on holy ground, I ask you now that you would consecrate me Make me fit to be used, for I know that I am not the preacher nor the teacher. But I yield, Lord, under full submission that you would have your way with this vessel. And after all is said and done, that you, Father, would be glorified and we, your body, would be edified. And we know the devil will be horrified. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I'm going to start at verse number 19. You can remain seated. If you want to stand, you can, but I just want you to, I want you to relax today. I believe the Spirit has something to say. It says, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Where, either man, <clears throat> where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Mm. The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If there, therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is the darkness. Man, no one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise 
the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will <clears throat> drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not your life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Question, are you not more valuable than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubic to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, and they neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon, in all of his glory, was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? O oh, you of little faith. Therefore, somebody say therefore. therefore. Do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear or what shall I think or where shall I go or who's going to do this or who's going to do that. For after these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you knows that you need all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. <clears throat> read that again. Let's read it together. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Amen. Amen. As I um, toiled over the message, looking at, uh, at first I was going to talk about first things first. But God told me, as we prioritize the kingdom, but God said to tell you this, the choice is yours. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Tell your neighbor the choice, choice. is yours. yours. Mm -hmm. And I and I want I want I want to give you some instructions as God has given you a choice. I want to give you an instructions, uh, and the instructions I have for you is choose the kingdom of God. Mm. All right, uh, that's your instructions. A lot of times we won't follow instructions. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you know, um, the choice is yours. God's already made his choice when he chose you. Then he gives you a choice. And so now the ball's on your court. So what you going to do? Uh, the, the, the choice is, is yours. And a lot of times, a lot of times we, we, we do not do what we're supposed to do because... Some of you are like me. My mama used to tell me that I had a hard head because she was trying to teach me things on life's principles, and I did not want to do it her way because I wanted my way. And so many of you were like me. As a child, you wanted to do things your way because your way felt good to you. But... If you had some real good parents, they would really take you out to what they used to call the woodshed. We didn't have a woodshed, but we had a tree that my dad grew on purpose for purpose, and he would get a switch off of that tree because he knew there was purpose in my life, and when I got off purpose, he would get that to get me on purpose. And so, and so everything happens on purpose. And, and God, God knows that as we were children, we choose foolish things without knowing that they're foolish. And I know it's Youth Sunday, so I got to talk to the youth because they really need to be ministered to. And sometimes they think they are looked over or overlooked. 
So I want the youth to know that you are not looked over, you are not overlooked. We were just like you one day, cuckoo. Uh, we make mistakes, we do foolish things, we think foolish, and we really do this a whole lot. And it's cool, it's cool. Uh, you know, it's good to listen to young people. I, I give them the floor because I want to help them. And, and, so, and so I understand that I was once young too. And I made a whole lot of mistakes. Is, there any, is there anybody in here that's still making them? Uh, and, and, although, and although we become adults, we are still yet children because we are still making mistakes. Now, with all of that compiled, just dealing with us in the, uh, um, in the physical realm, we have this thing called the spirit realm in which when God chose us, he gave us his spirit. Therefore, we now have the kingdom of God activated inside of us that is warring against our old nature. So there is, Paul says there is a constant war going on. Although I will to do right, evil is ever-present, and every time I think I'm doing right, I end up doing wrong, and the things I don't want to do, I end up doing, and the things that I want to do, I end up just not even doing them. So Paul says, that's just the state of the matter. As we are yet in the human, there is a battle going on with this spirit inside of us called the kingdom of God. You have to understand that the kingdom of God dwells in you, and you have to know for sure that the kingdom of God dwells in you. If you don't know that, you will fall into every one of the enemy's tricks, and he will trick you into doing some stuff that is outright foolish to make a fool out of you. As a matter of fact, every time the Ringling Brothers come to town, he will try to get you to buy a ticket to that circus. And when you buy that ticket, you show up and you get crowned. But God, but God, is, God has put his kingdom in you that would give you wisdom so that the clown that tries to arise up. You know how every now and then we want to act crazy? When the craziness wants to act up, that spirit becomes activated and tells you don't do that. But there has been times when you were told not to do it by the spirit that was in you, but your flesh wanted to do it anyway. Can I just talk to the people that will be real? You know when you got saved, you knew better and you were supposed to do better, but you done wrong anyway? Am I talking to the right group or everybody that got saved never messed up again? That's what we have to understand, that people in the church need to keep coming to church because they're in a constant battle every day. And there's no telling what's going to happen. If you don't keep coming and get this word, your flesh going to lose the war every time. Therefore, 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 God says, God says through the prophet Isaiah, so the word shall go forth and shall not return void, but will hook up with the spirit in the man and do the thing that it was sent to do. It will hold man hostage back from doing wrong so right can burst forth. Do you understand that God, God himself is fully activated in you and working on you? Right now, he is lighting you up like a Christmas tree. Some of you glowing right now, knowing that God is giving you word that you've been needing all week long. Is there anybody in here that knows that they need to make the right choice from here on out? I'm going to choose the kingdom of God and his righteousness. The writer, the writer Matthew begins to uh, write to us and uh, break down this kingdom and starts to tell us uh, about this tediousness that we have in our mindset. Uh, and and, and the, the thing, the reason why I call it tedious is because we really don't realize that we put a whole lot of focus on, on the go up. Everybody likes the bling bling. Everybody likes to look nice. And, and, and yeah, and, and, and the truth be told, you want your business to prosper, you want to prosper on your job, you want to make more money, you want your bank account to grow, you want all of that. And there might be a couple of you that didn't know I do. Yes, you do. 
And if you don't, meet me after church in my office. I got to talk to you. Because there's nothing wrong with wanting more out of your life. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be better. There's nothing wrong to, that wanting to prosper because God wants to prosper you. Oh, I'm just going to come to church. I don't want to. Yes, you do. You can't belong to God and not want something. Hey, you the king's kid. You got to get the king's stuff. Matthew begins to teach us, and he, he, he says, don't, he, he says, don't, he, he says, don't try to store up stuff. And in other words, what he's saying is, it's not about the stuff, but don't try to make that your priority. And the truth be told, a whole lot of us have got our priorities in the wrong place. You want the stuff? And then he talks about, you know, God and mammon and, you know, who we want to please. And, and we want to please ourselves. We want the money. We want, we want this. We want that. And, and look, that's stuff that you already know that you shouldn't be doing. Because God, listen, God has everything. And if God has everything and made you his child, that means now you are entitled to it. And just because you are entitled to it, do not, do not make that your sole pri priority to get his stuff. Because then you are seeking his hand instead of seeking his face. And God wants a relationship with you. He wants you all up in his face. You know how it is. You, you get in relationship with one another, it's don't start courting. You want to all be all close up on one another. God wants to court you. If you can do that with man or woman, surely you can give God better than what you give man and woman if you get your priorities in order. And so this, this, this kingdom, because... Because we have our focal point in the wrong place. And, and he talks about this eye thing, right? And if the eye is seeing darkness, then it shall be darkness. But if the eye is light, so what you see is what you get. And so what you looking at? Are you looking at what God wants for you or are you looking at what you want for you? Right. Wait, wait, wait a minute, preacher. Uh, Y'all start my car because I'm going to have to run out of here. Uh, because because we, we have gotten ourselves so captivated in pleasing us that we put him second, that we've even began to pray like we were his God. When's the last time that you knew that God needed your instruction on what to do with your life? But yet we'll pray, God, will you do this for me? God, I need you to do that. How about this? God, you know what I want. You know what I need. Last time you gave it to me my way, it was all tore up. Don't do nothing that I want you to do. Do everything that you need to do in my life. As a matter of fact, change my desires to meet your desires. And so the church comes to church and they sit there all righteous and holy. Look good on the outside, but inside there is a war breaking forth and you can't win the war because you are too busy lying about who you are that you can't hear the word. You can't hear the truth. Everybody in here is a struggler. You struggling with something, yeah, you got to tighten right in some areas, but in some areas, you need God's help, and you know you need it. Oh, goodness. I thought this was going to be a nice little quiet message, but I feel a preaching spirit in here. I feel God getting the word to his people. 
There's some people in here that need to hear from God. kingdom is fully activated. Uh, and it talks about the heart where the treasure is. There his heart may be also. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. So then, if the treasure is where the heart is, and the heart is where love abides, then this whole thing is all about love. Oh, wait a minute. That's why when the Pharisees met up with Jesus, they said, which is the greatest commandment? And Jesus said, hold up. Well, the first one is to love the Lord thy God with all your heart and all your soul and with all your mind. And the second one is just like it. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Now, if you love, your, is there anybody, the problem is we don't really love ourselves. But is there anybody in here that's ready to embrace the love of God that goes past yourself? Because if you embrace the love of God, it'll be more than about you. You'll be able to love one another because it won't be your love. It will be his love coming out of all. First John 4 and 7, say it's a love thing. Now, get this. It is not about your love because the human perspective of love is warped. Because we are incapable of loving God's way until love, love comes into our heart. And so we mess up and love with our minds. As freaky as our minds can get. As crazy as our mind can get, we want to entrust love with our mind. Uh, because, listen, if you love with your mind, you'll be talking about what went wrong. If you love with your heart, you'll be talking about what's going right. Uh, beloved, 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 let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone who Love is born of and knows, keep going, he who does not love, for God is love. So then, your greatest weapon is love. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of them is love. Is there anybody in here that's ready to release the love of God? Is there anybody in here? I'm talking about the first thing you got to do is release it on yourself. It's hard for you to love anybody else if first you can't embrace his love. Once you embrace his love, it don't matter what you did. And the song said it don't matter because whatever you did, God is making the best of it. If there's anybody in here, anybody that, um, that knows God, knows that God can make a miracle out of any mess that there is. I read all through the Bible. God's men and women were messed up, but it was God who changed them and blessed them up. I looked a little further, and there was a brother named Felix who was all messed up, and it was a miracle of God that blessed him up. Is there anybody in here that's ready to be blessed up by the miracle working of God? He's teaching. We got to go home. 
But I got a couple more things to get out. He's he's teaching about this love because we're counterfeit agents as it relates to love. Wait, wait. Paul, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, Paul says, love is patient. Love, oh, you know it. We know it. It's going to take root today. Uh, Love is kind. Love don't boast. Love is peace. But but, 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 what what really got me, I think, is the one we struggle with the most. He says, love keeps no record of wrong. Is anybody in here needs a little help on love lessons? Because truly... Truly, if you're going to love, you're going to have to let go of whatever it is. Erase it from the record. Because there's a kingdom that's ready to get loose in you. And it's being held back by you. And God has given you kingdom so that his kingdom would take authority in the earth realm. And we have got beside ourselves and start going after God's hand before we went after his face. But the scripture says, seek ye first the kingdom. Kingdom. King. 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 Okay, we're breaking it up. Two syllables. The first syllable, king, speaks to the king. The second syllable, dom, speaks to his dominium. So, 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 if we get our priorities back backwards and begin to go after the dominium, well, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Therefore, we start coveting the things of the earth. We want the nice car. We want the nice house. We want the nice business. We want a nice bank account. We want to stack that cheddar. Uh, We want to be looking fly. Uh, We do, we do, we do. Uh, See, some of y'all won't even admit you do. Go ahead and say we do. Yeah, and God, God don't care. He don't care if you drive a Bentley. I used to think, well, I'm going to drive me a Toyota so I can look holy. That don't make me look holy. <laughs> Give me the rag. I remember, I remember I first got called to preach. I had this raggedy, this old coat. It had dons on it. Old black coat. Every time I, was, I had to preach, I would put that coat on. Finally, one day, the lady said, why you wear that coat every time? I said, I'm trying to be humble. So, uh, so look, I, I just want to look humble so people will see me as a blessing. She said, what kind of blessing are you talking about? <laughs> she said, I seen you when you were stepping to the club. <laughs> I know what kind of clothes you got. Why you can't wear that to represent the kingdom? went home that next Sunday I stepped in because because God listen God don't care God don't care if you show up in a Bentley or if you park a camel outside as long as you put him first It's not a matter of the stuff. It's a matter of the priority. And our kids are prioritizing. They want the stuff because they see the stuff. But the stuff is darkness. 
if they see the light and get the light, they don't have to go after the stuff because God gives the stuff to the ones who have the light. You don't have to go out and try to get it. He gives it to you. For God so loved the world that he gave. You don't got to chase wealth. Wealth will chase you. I know what I'm talking about. Because I, listen, right now I'm, I'm partnering in two companies that I had no experience in. I got a phone call and said, hey, can you start a company for these contracts? How about that? Why? Because God don't care. He wants you to have a blessed life. But he's a God of order. And you can't just say, Lord, oh, I love the Lord, and then go out and live any old kind of way. You start living all kind of ways. You know the curses that Jesus broke off of your family? Let me tell you something. Before you received Jesus, there were curses attached to your family. But when you received them, every curse was broken from you and your family. And now the devil cannot curse you. He cannot do anything to you. So he's trying to trick you to curse yourself. So the first thing he'll do is deal with that area that's being delivered and that's your crazy mind and you start wanting things you should not be wanting. And see, everybody in here, you've got an imagination and sometimes that imagination will think of stuff and you're trying to say, how did that get in there? You're trying to be holy and stop popping in your mind. Oh, You even be in church sometimes just to praise it. And get a thought, well, who looking? <laughs> Try to see who saw what you thought. Oh Why? Because I know that's how the enemy works. Listen, he didn't curse Eve in the garden. God did. Only thing he did, the enemy attacked her mind. He didn't bite the fruit. He bit her mind. And every day he is after your mind, planting crazy thoughts in your mind, telling you that you're not who you are, telling you that you're not God's child, telling you that you wasn't adopted in the beloved, telling you that your mistakes are holding you hostage, telling you to look at other folks wrong, telling you that you can't do this, you can't do that. The enemy is trying to plant seed in your mind, and it's time for you to let the kingdom run it out. The king first, then the dominion. We all have that want to be in charge spirit. And so you have that. You want to be in charge in the earth realm, and you bring it into kingdom living, but it don't fit. Because God is in charge, and he's not going to share the throne with you. Uh, but if you can get to kneel at the throne, he'll share the blessing with you. And so when you get the king, you get the dominion. But if you grab the dominion without the king, that's a curse on your life. Now, wait, wait, wait. Um, can you put judges... 21, 25, the very last verse of Judges. Because, and listen to this while, while they're putting it on the wall. Listen, when, when, when you got saved, uh, you, you were saved from a world. And, and in the world system, you look at other folks. Have you ever looked at somebody and you go into church every Sunday and you see how blessed their life look on the outside? Huh? You driving a, a jalopy. 
and every three months you see a new one in their driveway, and they ain't even going to church, and you just are struggling. Do not judge yourself by others. In doing so, it is not wise. Kingdom principle. So God says the wealth of the wicked is being stored up for the righteous. The only reason why they got it is so you can have it later. And see, God says, I'm going to get you lined up with me so I can bless you exceedingly, abundantly, above all. Oh, goodness. If you understand how the kingdom works. Somebody shout kingdom. And so, and so, and so, in those days, there was no king in Israel. Now, get this. Now, in the book of Judges, that is the book in which where they wanted their own king. They looked over in the other nations and said, God, we want a king like them. God said, hold up. I've been giving you kings. I've been picking them for you. No, God, we want our own king. At the end of it, it says there was no king in Israel because if God appoints it, no matter what it looks like, you know it's going to work out. But there was no king in Israel. And without a king, it says the people was doing, everyone did what was right in their own eye. And that's the first trick of the enemy. He will get you to desire something that you want. And if you meditate on that long enough, he'll have you acting on a desire that you should not be desiring in the first place. And when you start acting on the desire, you are now opening up a door to come in and not only get you, but you're saying you have full access to my family just because there's no king in your life. Somebody shout God. God is so rich in his mercy and in his goodness that even when you mess up, he can clean it up. And so he, 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 he shows us in this, this is what's called revelation knowledge because he's teaching us how the kingdom works. So if you go after the king, you can have the dominion. He says, then he says, and his righteousness. Well, what is his righteousness? He called us to be his righteousness. Well, what, who is he? He is love. Well, then what is righteousness? Lo righteousness is the love of God in action. So then if you start operating in love, you can have everything in the kingdom. Now you can have the peace that he left you. And you say, ah, there's so much going on. It's hard to have peace. The reason why is because the king is not on the throne. You're still on it because you're still trying to do it your way. And a lot of us say, well, no, I'm not. I don't even want it my way. Yes, you do. Your prayer lines up that way. Because you still pray, God, do this. But that very this is the thing that you need him to do in the first place. You said, God, stop that. And that, that very thing is the thing that God needs to do in the first place. In other words, when God creates a vessel, when the potter takes the vessel, he puts it in the oven. And they don't take it out the oven until it is cured. And we are walking around infected because we won't stay in the oven long enough to be cured from all the stuff of the world and every time it gets hot in the church you'll run from the church and back to the world but not today because when revelation knowledge gets released somebody shout kingdom there's nothing that can stop the kingdom of God from moving in your life and so he's giving you revelation today. You didn't know all this when you came in. So when you leave here, it's going to be all different. And so some of us, look, some of us, and I see it, we come out the world and we happy with the world's stuff. Got a little glitter. We happy. Where the women at? Got a little this? Y'all like this print? We, we happy. 
with the world stuff. And so you become, become so accustomed to the world stuff that you start acting like the world. Because you're not focused on the king. When you're focused on the king, you know the king can do anything. Amen. Let me show you something. And then you say, well, uh, I can't do anything and this is just happening in my life and I don't know. And oh, and, oh sister, will you pray for me? Pray for yourself. That should be the first revelation. How about this? Will you agree with me? Because I need God to show up in my life right now. He says he's a very present help in the time of need. And I don't even know what I need. I just know I need him. Can you agree with me? Because right now, I need to hear from God. Wow, we are focused on the world. We are really becoming bound by the world. And so we become chained up by the world. And you're focused on what's wrong. And as long as you're focused on what's wrong, you are bound in chains. But if you want to change what's wrong and make it right, why focus on the problem when you have a solution to the problem? When you change from looking at what's wrong, you can look up and know that the solution is up there. Begin to talk to the king who is up there. And the thing that was chaining you and chaining your mind, I can hear the chain falling. I hear the chain falling. And when one falls, I hear them start to break everywhere. The chains are breaking. The chains are falling just because I made the right choice. The choice is yours. Hold up. Hold up. The chains. I'm free. But it gets better than that. Because I'm free here. You used to irritate me. While I was carrying around my stuff. Do what you want to do. Because there's a new king in town. God is on the throne. I've been looking at you. But I'm not going to look at you anymore. I'm throwing the world away. I got a new box. I got me a new box. Sometimes we got to go into the phone booth and get what's in the phone booth. And I refuse to start living by what has happened. I'm going to live by revelation because I belong to the king. Let me go in the king's box. I'm tired of looking down, putting my robe on. I'm coming out the phone booth. I'm the king's kid. I belong to the kingdom. I'm not going to act the way you act. I'm going to act the way he tells me to act. As a matter of fact, you can't even do what you used to do because God will stop you. Give God a praise. You can call those things that are not as though they were. Stop calling for what it is and call it for what the kingdom called it to be. You can no longer be in bondage. You are coming out of bondage. Who that spirit has set free is free indeed. He loosed me so I can loose you. He loosed you so you can loose others. 
The choice. The choice is yours. You can sit around, play with God if you want to. He chose you. He chose you so that you would choose him. And you chose him, but you didn't know how to get free from the stuff that's irritating you. Last time I checked, in order for the pearl to be formed, it had to take the irritation of one grain of sand. I don't know what grain is in your life, but God is using that grain to make a pearl out of you because his kingdom is in you. He trusts you with the kingdom. He trusts you with the trouble. He trusts you. And now that you know, make no compromise. The king is in charge of my life. And if there's somebody in your life that's irritating you, stop talking about the irritation. You are giving it power to live in your environment. You could begin to talk to God and he will change the irritation after Wait, wait, I got to finish after he's finished with you. Everybody rest to your feet.